Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in the God of miracles? This is back to our second session of Words 102. If you believe that our God is a miraculous God, then you know that the words that you speak will create miracles by the power of Yeshua's name. We believe in him. He is the God of miracles. What do you think about that, Ruthie? Well, yeah, that's absolutely right. He is. <clears throat> you know, I got a story about, <clears throat> you know, speaking, because I think we're supposed to imitate him. Yes. It says in, in Ephesians 5, 1, it says, be imitators of God. Yes. In other words, copy him, follow his example, do whatever he, whatever he does. Um, a number of years ago, I was in, I was in Zimbabwe, and I was staying in my nephew's house, and he had a gardener who would take care of the garden. And one day, the gardener came in and he said, "Auntie, you know the the avocado tree keeps dropping its avocado." avocados before their time. I said to him, well, we better go talk to the tree. So he looked at me and said, you're going to do what? I said, we're going to talk to the tree. So I went outside and I looked up at the tree and I said, you know, huge tree, taller than the house. I said to the tree, now you are an avocado tree and God designed you to keep your avocados until they're ready to be harvested. Now, I want just to tell you, do not drop your avocados before their time. What? And did and the listen to you? It sure did. He few, About two <laughs> days later, he came and he said, you know, auntie, the tree isn't dropping any avocados. I said, yeah, well, didn't we t talk to the tree and tell it what to do? He said, I have never, ever heard anybody can talk to a tree. What, so really? But what did, said, wait a minute now. Does he know about the <laughs> word of God? What, what did Jesus do? Yeah, he spoke to the wind and the waves. He spoke to the fig tree. Yes, he and did. He, you know, and yeah, he spoke to, he spoke to things. And what and did they, Papa and they obeyed. do? Yeah. What did Papa Dad? Yeah. What did Papa Daddy do at the beginning of creation? Yeah, he spoke. Well, Amen. you know, it's interesting because Adam, his first job involved speech. Amen. Think about it. You know, um, a father said to him, "Okay, I want you to name all these animals," and so his first job was speech, just like. Just like um, Abba's job, he talks. But you know, the interesting thing, when you look at cultures, especially ancient cultures, all the history was not always written down. It was passed on through stories from generation to generation. Yes. So it was, it was always about speech, how we speak, what we say. Um, and and how that affects our environment. That's excellent. If you look at the Bible, too, and you look at the Word of God, before the Bible was even written, before the Old Testament was written by Moshe, Moses, okay? Right. There were, there were thousands of years that took place prior to that, or at least many, many years. And right. They, they spoke to each other, and it went down through generations. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, and then even, even after when the Bible was written, you know, if you look at, if you look at Joshua, you know, after they, well, actually, even when they left Egypt and they were in the wilderness, and they were complaining and complaining and saying, oh, it would be better for us to just die in the wilderness. What did God say in Numbers? I will do to you the very thing that you have spoken. Exactly. And they all died in the wilderness. 
they all died in the wilderness because that's what they spoke. And their children were the ones who went into the promised land. Right, right. So we have to really be careful because our words will, our words carry power because yes. of the way we were created. You know, we were created to inhabit a God whose words manifest. So if we speak and he's inside of us, that same power yes. that he uses to speak and create, to stop things, to start things, is what we need to be doing. And I think the, you know, reason, why, I think the reason why we don't do it is because we don't realize who we are in Christ. We don't realize the kingdom authority that Christ has given us to be able to rule and reign on this planet. That's he gave that right to Adam when Jesus died on the cross. He Adam lost it through sin and then Jesus died on the cross and took it back that authority and power and gave it to us to rule and reign. That is powerful. But are we as Christians utilizing the power of speech. Well, you know, in Ephesians, it, talk, it talks, Ephesians 2 talks about us having been raised up with Christ. Yes. So either we believe that or we don't. Mm -hmm. If we call ourselves Christians and Christ followers, that, then we have to believe. If we've been born again, we have to believe that we have been raised up with him. We are seated with him in heavenly realms. And so, Nina, what does that mean? What would that mean to you if we are seated with him in heavenly realms? If we're seated, if I'm seated with him in heavenly realms, that means I can do everything that he does. I can see everything that he sees. I can act like he acts and I can be like he is. That's what that means. So I'm acting out of my heavenly seated position instead of my earthly position. So basically, when we are acting from heaven to earth, then we need to be using his words, right? That is exactly right. When we see what he does and how he operates and we start doing what he does and speaking the way he speaks, then we should have success. We should have victory in our lives, correct? That is correct. And, you know, sometimes he tells us, don't do something or don't say something. You know, when Joshua, Joshua went with them across the Jordan and into to Jericho, God was very specific about, about what the people were not supposed to do. Mm. They said, march around the city, do not speak, do not utter a word. So for six days, they were marching around in absolute silence. Now you think about it, if that was us, we'd be marching around and saying to us, saying, this is really crazy. What are we doing? Marching around this this uh, city that has a wall that six chariots abreast can ride around the top of the wall. This is absolutely nuts. That's what we'd be saying, correct? Yeah. And so God was saying to Joshua, tell them, do not say anything. Be absolutely quiet because they would have spoken against their victory right mm -hmm. you know and so you know when we we just look at bible examples elijah in 1 king 17 he said i stopped the rain at my word come on not god's word Ooh. he stopped the rain elijah said it will not rain on my word for and at my word it'll rain so it didn't rain. Yeah. It didn't rain because Elijah said so. Yes. So what are we what what should we do? You know, um 
there was there was some tornadoes in Florida. Uh, when was it Sunday? Yes. You know, what as as Christians as believers seated in heavenly realms, we looking down from there onto the earth. We should be able to stop anything that is destructive. Amen. And, that, and that's of the enemy. And how do we do that? With our words. But why aren't more Christians doing that? Instead, they're fearful. They're running in fear. They're they're trying to figure out if there's a hurricane coming, where can I move, and that type of thing. And instead of standing up and saying, you will not come here. And I think that has a lot. We just did a, a, an episode about faith 101. We'll probably do another one about faith 102 because there's a lot to learn about faith. But right. do you think that has something to do with people's faith? Well, I think people really don't understand faith. They don't understand that there's got to be some kind of corresponding action to what they say. Um, you know, sometimes you have to try something. Just try and try. It's like, you know, learning to play the piano or, or the violin or the trumpet or the whatever instrument. you got to practice. Right. The same thing with faith you've got to practice you've got to practice until you get it right and it may not be the very first time everything just happens absolutely perfectly you have to keep practicing you can't give up right you gotta you gotta keep at it <clears throat> you know um a number of years ago i had this I was going to some Bible studies and the pastor was saying, you need to speak whatever you want. You need to speak whatever you want. So I said, okay, I need to lose. I needed to lose like six pounds, six, seven pounds. So what I started saying, every time I went somewhere, I would, I would tell my husband, I'm going to take my little skinny self to work now. I'm going to take my skinny self to the store. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go with me, I'm, I'm going to take my skinny self here. I kept saying that. And do you know, by the end of the month, I had lost the weight and I didn't change anything. I wasn't exercising any more than I had been. I hadn't changed my diet. My activities were the same. The only thing was I was saying, I'm going to take my skinny self. So what my body <laughs> You know, and I was just thinking about that today. I said, I need to start speaking that over myself again, you know. <laughs> but it was something that I was trying. I said, well, you know, Pastor said, well, let's see if it really works. And then I had a, I had a friend who, who um, had, she was too many sizes above what she needed to be. And so I said to her, you know, why don't you um, talk to the water? Because she didn't, she didn't have a whole lot of money to change her diet and eat a little more healthfully. I said, just, you know, you've got water, just talk to the water. So I was explaining about Dr. Masuru Emoto, this Japanese scientist. And if people want to get on his website, they get uh, masuru-imoto.net. And what he did, he took water, and some of the water he blessed it, or he, he played uh, praise music over the water, and then he froze it. And the water that was blessed and... and um, Heard the music, the praise music, had the most beautiful crystals. And they can go online and look at the crystals. And then some other water he took, and he cursed the water. And he, tell, he told it how bad it was, and it was just some awful water. And then he froze that. And do you know, there was no shape or, or definition or anything in the, in the frozen water that was cursed. It was, there was, 
There were no crystals, no pretty crystals, you know, like snowflake kind of stuff. Nothing like that on the water that had been cursed. Which shows that even the what we consider inanimate, they are not inanimate. Water is alive. Yes. Because, you know, it, it's obeying us because we are speaking the, out the desired result. Just as Romans 4, it says, God speaks those things that are not as though they are, or as though they were. And so if we imitating our Father, that's what we need to be doing, speaking those things that are not as though they are, and then they will become what we speak. Isn't and, that amazing? And yeah, it's awesome. And we need to speak life and not death, because when we speak life, we create like the creator. When we speak death, we speak like the enemy, which brings about destruction and evil upon people. So we have to speak life. And that's what the, the word of God says, speak life. And not death over ourselves, over our family, over situations, speak life, even if it doesn't look like it's a situation that has life. We speak it anyways, because we speak it as though (laughs) as though it were. And then our life and our words, our words create a sound which creates frequency, which vibrates, which creates the thing that we are speaking. We're more powerful as human beings because we were created created by an almighty god then we think we've got to think past what we see in the natural realm and understand what happens in the supernatural realm which is all around us right um yeah here's another little example um i like to make jam you know take fruit and stuff and make jam so I was in Zimbabwe, and um, in the garden, there were a number of fig trees. And I love fig jam. So I said, oh, I'm going to make some fig jam. So I said to the gardener, just let me know when the figs are, are almost ready. Then I'll, I'll go and get the figs. I'm going to make some jam. Mm-hmm. So he said to me, oh, no, there'll be no figs. I said, what do you mean there's no figs? There's flowers. He said, no, there'll be no figs because the birds are eating them. I said, okay, we're going to fix this. So I went outside. (laughs) And there were two fig trees. So I went and I said to the birds, there were birds in the one tree. I said to the birds, now you birds, this tree right here, you cannot eat any of the figs off of this tree. Because this tree is mine and I want these figs to make jam. Mm. Now the other tree, you can eat the figs off of that tree, but not off of this tree. So I'm not saying you can't have any figs. I'm just saying this particular tree is mine. Mm. And do you know not another bird ate from that tree? I had all the figs I needed to make my jam. <laughs> so, so not only are, you know, um, trees and, and stuff like that listening to us, but, but the animals, the animals are listening to us. And, you know, the monkeys would come and sit on the wall around the house and they'd come in and they'd be taking the mangoes and throwing them. And I went outside and said to these monkeys, now you monkeys, you are wild monkeys. You are not supposed to be in a residential neighborhood. So you need just need to take yourselves way out of town. You have no business here and you definitely have no business in my yard with my mangoes. You know, they never came back. That Those is, monkeys. That's awesome. You know, but people need to, we need to start practicing right. speaking what we want, speaking over our children, you know, telling our kids, you guys are the, you guys are the smartest kids. You know, when I was, when I was teaching school, I used to always tell my kids, okay, guys, we're going to do the easy, easy subjects first. So take out your math books. We're going to do the easy stuff first. Math is the easy stuff. We're going to get that out the way. Where were you when I was learning math? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to deal with the easy stuff. So every day, you know, we're supposed to be doing reading first. I'd say 
yeah, let's get rid of all the easy stuff. Then we can really take our time and focus on reading. Do you know every single one of my kids did well in math? Oh, man, I, I, I needed tests. Let me tell you. <laughs> because what what are the kids going to, they're going to believe what you say. Right. Oh, well, the teacher said it's the easy stuff. So, yeah, I believe math must be the easy stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So what we speak to our children, you know, when we lay hands on them and bless them in the morning, when they're going out the door, going to school, when our spouse is going somewhere, to bless them. Because that's what God said for us to do. And when we do that, that blessing follows them all day long. So maybe they were going to have a hard situation come up, but they will have the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding be able to deal with it because we spoke over them right before they left that is so so that is so powerful i i don't even start my day my day is is structured around my words and what i say and i always lift my voice to the father papa daddy i call him papa daddy yahweh um the Son, Yeshua, and the Holy mm-hmm. Ghost, and the Holy Ghost, right. Rosh HaKodesh, and speak my day. Speak my day out loud. And so, do you have any help or any examples as to how folks can begin to practice and begin to set their day in order? I do the same thing at night before I go to bed. You know, we have chosen, we as Christ believers have chosen to be on his side. And right. that's responsibility. There's responsibility that comes with that. And with having that responsibility, we need to, I believe, realize the things we need to speak and ha- and believe and have faith that when we speak it, it comes to pass. Um, okay. Um, I'm getting something here that I can share now. You know, I did post on, on God's Well. I, I rewrote some of Deuteronomy 28. Facebook, right? Our Facebook page? Yeah, on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few a few weeks, about a week or so ago. Okay. I posted that. And then they can go ahead and, and speak that over themselves. <clears throat> okay. I, it it kind of goes a little like this. If I obey the voice of God and with all my heart obey all his commands, then my God will place me high above my community, my workplace, and my city. All the following blessings will pour over me and spread out beyond me because I've responded to the voice of my God. He will bless me at home and at work. His blessings will cover my family, my property, and my house. My pantry will never be empty. I will be blessed wherever I go. My wallet and bank account will always have enough to meet my needs and to bless others. God will cause my enemies to run from me because my God will defeat them. He will lavish me with good things and bless the work that I do. As I worship and obey him, he will make me the head and not the tail. For he will prosper me in every aspect of my life. Now that's what I posted uh, what a, about a week, a week and a half ago. So people can go on the webpage and they can uh, print that out or copy it or whatever and speak that over themselves, put their name in, put their children's names in there and speak that over them. <clears throat> because I think it's important um, to to verbalize out what we yes. want, right? Because the enemy needs to know that we are not agreeing with him. Amen. We are agreeing with what the Father says about us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, uh, um, you know, some things we we can speak over our children. Um, here's an example. Because what we're doing, 
We're speaking the word. We're releasing God's revelation daily. Amen. And so, um, like David said, I believe, therefore, I have I spoken in Psalms 116. And so we, the more we speak it, even though initially we may not believe it yet, you speak it and you speak it and you speak it every day. And pretty soon you're going to agree with yourself. Yeah, this, I really believe this because this is, this is God's word over me. So here's, here's a little bit. Um, I'm the seed of Abraham. Everything that God has given to Abraham is mine. Because my blood runs through the veins of my children. They too are Abraham's seed. And then you can name your, your children and put their names in there. They are taught of the Lord. Say John and Mary. John and Mary are taught of the Lord. They are blessed and highly favored. Now all of these are um, Bible verses. You know, right. that what we're doing is taking them and putting them into something that we're speaking over over our kids, call it a confession or a, well, you call it whatever you want as long as you're speaking it. And then you go on to say everything they touch is blessed because diligent hands bring wealth. Yeah. They are men and women of God and their steps are ordered by the Lord. Their wisdom causes them to listen to the advice of their mother and not forsake her teachings. Their prosperity comes from their generosity. And as they refresh others, they are refreshed. So it's, it's speaking what you want. You know, their lives will be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And as a result, they will exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, courtesy, and self-control. And as we we continue to speak stuff like that over them, then you will begin to see it manifest in their lives. Right. Right. Even if you don't see you know, it at first, you continue, you persevere. Right. And you're speaking. Right. And, and I would I would also say while you're speaking, get a revelation of what the words mean. In other words, connect with them, engage with them. As they begin, these words begin to plant seeds within your heart. And what's so cool about it is you're not speaking your own words. So this is not one of those things where you go to these conferences or workshops and you say, I am happy and we are happy. And it, it's not based or founded in anything that's supernatural. The word of God is supernatural. It's like a two-edged sword. That's what the Bible right. says. Yes. And so when we speak, we know that things come to pass. And so it's rooted, it will not return void. And so these words are rooted in the supernatural power of Christ that right. we have the ability to speak. And so I would say engage with these words, get a deeper meaning and a revelation of what they mean. And the more we engage with these words, the more our faith will grow until we can have the what? God kind of faith. That's where we're growing right. to. We're growing to not our faith. So it's not dependent upon Nina's faith or Ruthie's faith, but it's dependent upon Yeshua's faith. And when it's dependent upon Yeshua's faith, every time Yeshua speaks, something happens. Nothing right. ignores the voice of Yeshua who says, I only say what my father tells me to say. I only hear what my father speaks. I only do what he tells me to do. Right. Now, you, you know what's interesting, though, is he um, he's, he says, you know, at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and confess that he is Lord. But he says in Psalms that his word, his word is above his name. <laughs> so... If he's if at the name of Jesus, like you lay hands on somebody and command at the name of Jesus healing and deliverance, and it happens, but his word is much more powerful because he says his word is above his name. So his name carries power, but his word carries even more power. 
what they call it dunamis power. That's right. That's like the dynamite. resurrection power. That's it. Right. Christ's resurrection power. Dunamis power. Mm-hmm. You know, be- because he says his words will not be revoked in Isaiah 45. So we we have to speak the word if we want to see positive results happening in our lives. Amen. You know, if if you you go out in the morning and there's a problem with your car, then you talk to the car. You talk to the battery. You look inside and say, "Okay, uh, Holy Spirit, what what is the problem? Is it the battery? Is it the alternator? What's the problem?" And then you speak to your car and you say, "Car, you are part of this family, and this family serves the living God." And today I need to get to work on time. And so you need to start. And you need to take me when I need to go. And then I will take you where you need to go to get you fixed. And, and you know, it's amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say, people shouldn't, be a, uh, people shouldn't be afraid of what people of the world think. You know, you hear people talking about, I, I talk to the Holy Spirit. Um, but the bottom line is, what you're doing is working. And so... The Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. And so right. you look at people in the world and say, okay, why don't you keep doing what you're doing? I'll keep doing what I'm doing because I'm getting the results of the word of God, which trumps anything anybody else is doing because the word of God is truth. Not what the enemy's doing, but the word of God is truth. And so... We don't need to be afraid of what people are thinking. If we're out there talking to our cars, I know folks may be thinking, oh, man, that's crazy. Or how am I going to look? But the bottom line is you got to get into the word, engage with it, and have a faith, have the God kind of faith where Jesus wasn't worried about what people said. And right. even when he said some things that sounded a little strange, like, for example, communion, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, they were like, what? The Bible says that folks walked away because. And yeah, folks walked away and they were like, what? And so you, we, we're not in. Yeah. They're saying we're not into human sacrifice. Right. (laughs) That's what they're thinking. But they didn't have a revelation of what Yeshua was saying. They didn't have a revelation of what he was saying. And so what they did was they missed out on the kingdom of God. They missed out receiving the kingdom of God when the spirit of God came in that room. You know what I'm saying? There was like fire upon their heads. They missed out on that because instead of really trying to learn and understand and get out of their comfort zone or what they've been taught, which is contrary to the word, right? It's a lot like some Uh of us. We're taught things and we're taught religion and not relationship. Relationship is, re- is, is revelation. Relationship is revelation. We're taught religion. And so we don't, we don't understand how to engage and really make these principles come to pass. Yeah, because, you know, we have to, like it said, God told Joshua, meditate on the word. Meditate. Think about it. Uh, Go over it over and over. Like when you're doing confession, speaking over your children or yourself, you're meditating on the word. You are speaking the word over and over. You're thinking about it all day long. You, um, it's never, it's never out of your mind. And then Matthew 12 says, out of the fullness of your heart, your mouth speaks. And because it's in there, automatically what's going to come out? Positive stuff. Right. You know, because you've been meditating on the word and somebody comes and says, man, I'm having a really bad day. Oh, no, the day is going to get better. Amen. You just start speaking the positive over them and pretty soon you'll you'll see them brighten up and say, yeah, you know, it's not such a bad day after all. Because... Because we need to affect our environment. Yes. Um, we need to decree and declare the word. We have a responsibility you know, to decree and declare. If we really call ourselves Christians, right. then we have a responsibility to be Christ-like, which means to do what Yeshua did. 
you know, when when a king, like I'm thinking about in, in Daniel's day, they made a decree, mm -hmm. it, it could not be reversed. Mm -hmm. So when God decrees something, it's not going to be reversed. And he tells us in Job 22, decree a thing and it will be Come established. Yes. And so if, if I consider myself a king and a priest, because that's what the Bible says about me. We are kings and priests unto God. If I'm a king, I can sit on my throne and decree. Amen. You know, I mean, people might think, oh, you got a throne. Yeah, I got a throne. It says I'm it in the word. In I'm seated in heavenly places beside, beside the Father on the right hand of Christ. So what do you think I'm sitting on, a stool? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sitting on a throne. Just like all of them up there. I'm sitting on a throne. Hallelujah, at the right hand of the Father. And I'm going to decree a thing and it will be established. Because that's what it says in Job 22 verse 28. Decree and declare. And what are we decreeing? We are decreeing the word. Yes. Over our lives. But we have to spend time in the word to know what it says. Right. <laughs> You know, so if, and a lot of people don't have a lot of time. So I'm saying get some index cards and write some verses on there and memorize it as you're driving, as you're at the, at the traffic light, during your lunch break, instead of shooting the breeze with talking about foolishness or um, watching Netflix on your phone or whatever, Start memorizing the word. Take your lunch, take your half an hour lunch break or hour lunch break, whatever you have, and just go over it and over it and over it and over it. I, I know my mother, as she got older, she was having a really hard time remembering things. She'd forget stuff. And she said, no, I'm going to fix this. So she took, she took uh, a little notepad and she started writing down, she started with the Psalms, and she started memorizing different Psalms. She'd, she'd go a verse a day and go over and over and over it. And by the end of the week, she had that Psalm memorized. And within no time, she was not forgetting anything. Mm. Because there is something about the power that's in the word that changes the brain. It's supernatural. Yeah. Uh, um, I used to tutor kids when, when I was teaching. You know, not, not my kids from my class, but sometimes kids from other schools would come in for tutoring. And so I'd explain to them, I will only tutor you on one condition. Every week, you have to memorize whatever I give you. So I'd start with the Psalms, Psalms 19, Psalms 91, Psalms 100, Psalms 23, e easy Psalms. I'd give them verses to memorize. If they did not do any memorization, I was not going to tutor them. But there was one young man who came. He was making Ds and Fs in everything. I said, okay, you're going to memorize for me, right? Yes, yes Ms. Ford, I'm going to memorize. So... He started memorizing. By the end of the six weeks, he was making A's and B's. I believe it. His mother came to me. She was so excited. She said, what did you do? I said, all I did was have him memorize scripture. And then we went over his work with him and he was fine. But do you see the power that the word inside of you changes your mental pathways? Wow. And creates. And create something within your memory banks to help you with your learning. It just clarifies everything. I guess it gets rid of all the junk that's in there. Praise the Lord. So, yeah, just memorizing and, and um, meditating on the scriptures. You know, a storm is coming. Do you have anything in your head that you can... You 
you don't have a Bible, you don't have anything close by, if you have anything in your head that you know, you can repeat over and over and over to calm yourself down. You know there's going to be no problem because you are, you are under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. And then, it, you know, it keeps going. And then toward the end of the chapter, it says, only with my eyes will I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Mm. Well, I don't want to be in that wicked category. So if I am memorizing and feeding on the word, then I know what, what I'm going to have. I'm going to have peace in the middle of the storm. Yes. Let me, let me also tell our listeners this which is really neat. I was doing um, uh, the Friday night prayer line where I pray with some folks and they get on the line and I've really learned the importance of your imagination and engaging with the word. And this is so powerful because you're not only, when I talk about engaging with the word, you're not just speaking, you're actually seeing it in your imagination. You're seeing what you're speaking and you're really engaging it. And we, we were talking about like, drawing from the well of salvation and it was like the Holy Spirit and Jesus was there and the light was and we create in our imagination we imagined even till this day I can picture when I look at those Bible verses I can picture the scene and what's taking place and it makes it so real it's so powerful I have no problem having faith in the word of God because I can see it and so Many people are, are, don't, they don't want to talk about their imagination because a lot of people see the enemy likes to take people's imagination and put thoughts in their minds and have it dwell on death. Those things that right. are contrary to the word of God, having them think thoughts that are of evil. And we can get into that in another episode. But what I'm saying is to combat that and to really begin to have the God-like type of faith begin to engage in the word. And as you're speaking, it begin to picture it and see it actually happening. And your faith will really, really begin to grow. And that's what you were talking about. We're talking about meditating on the word. When you're, when you're looking, when you're reading it, begin to develop a picture, meditate on it, that your spirit can capture it. And, and then, when you speak it, you're not going to have any problems. You're not going to have any problems having the God type of faith. And that's growing in spiritual maturity in terms of operating in faith. And then the word of God says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So we've got to grow and go from like the baby Christian stage to kind of a, a, to a more mature type of faith. But, you know, when you are imagining, you need to be in a place where it's quiet and peaceful. Maybe in your bedroom, sit, turn the lights out. But not only imagine seeing. You need to imagine the smells mm. and the sound. Oh, that's awesome. And everything that's happening in the environment. Um I, I did this the other day with the story of Philip and the eunuch. And I was, I was sitting and I was imagining him um, coming from Samaria to the road leading to Gaza. And I could smell the dust. I mean, it was, it was so real. I had to open my eyes to make sure I was really in my bedroom. <laughs> Because I could, I could hear the 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 horses whining. I could, I could hear the chariot going. I could hear the the the, the workers, the servants, as they were talking and laughing to each other. I could hear the rippling of the water. And then I began to smell things. I could even smell the, you know, when there's a lot of animals, it's oh, it's not always a good smell. Mm -hmm. But then, but then inside of the of the chariot of the eunuch, there was incense going, and and there was some kind of perfume and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is amazing. But it's 
you have to put yourself in that place and then the Holy Spirit will really help you with your imagination. Yes. Like, for example, when you're stepping out, and we'll talk about the nine gifts of the Spirit in another episode, but when you're really stepping out and beginning to walk in those nine gifts, you can take the stories of Jesus, all of his stories where he healed, and you can begin to engage with those stories. Right. As though right. you were there, that you saw saw the healing take place, whatever the 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 uh the story situation whatever the situation mm-hmm. is, and your faith will begin to grow. It will begin to that that's the supernatural power of Yeshua and and what he did. And you will begin to say to yourself, This is incredible. You will actually begin to walk in it without even realizing you're walking in the same type of faith Yeshua walked in. He had to walk in faith. He was on this earth. He operated as a man, but connected to the Father and doing what the Father was telling him to do. Right. And seeing what the Father, seeing what the Father was doing. Correct. And doing. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing when we when we really open ourselves to the to the Holy Spirit working in us, because if He's living in us, and we open ourselves to to connecting with Him, it's amazing the places He will take us. It's not only amazing; it's exciting, and that's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> We don't realize as Christians what's at the palm of our hand in terms of what we can do. We don't realize it. We don't realize how awesome God is and what is at the palm of our hands. Yeah, he will He will connect with our faith. It's like we're plugging into a power source. Yes. You know, and... And the power source is like the main the main generator for the country or the main generator for heaven, you Come know, that powers all the stars and the planets and keeps them in orbit. That power generator, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly plug, what you're saying. We're plugging Man. into that one. Oh, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hallelujah. So when you plug into that, there's no... There's no question about is it going to happen? Yeah, it's going to happen because you said so. Yeah. And who are you? You're God's favorite child. That's right. <laughs> You're a priest, a lord, and a king. That's what the Bible says. We're yep. priests, lords, and kings to our God. And, and let me tell you, the priests, lords, and kings, that has nothing to do with gender. Those are spiritual That's positions. Right. It doesn't. So, right. yes, women, you can be. A priest, a lord, and a king, just like men, that's right. be the bride of Christ. <laughs> okay, that's right. It's that's it's right. A, it's a spiritual position. It's not, you know, we 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 always look at everything in the natural and try to figure out revelation of the word of God through the natural instead of right. through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Right. So it's it's we have to step out of our comfort zone into a whole different realm. Yes. Yeah. So it's time, people, to start exercising that imagination. Just let it fly. You know, when you were little kids, you could imagine all kinds of stuff. And then people would say, stop daydreaming, you know. <laughs> Well, it's time to start daydreaming again in the spirit, daydreaming, thinking, imagining. And and it's amazing what God's going to give you. He will give oh, you yes. He will give you um, things to do. He will give you uh, wisdom and understanding for how to raise your children. It's it's uh, like you say, it's exciting. This it, is an exciting journey. Hallelujah. It's exciting. It is exciting. It's exciting. So any other words of wisdom? Well, 
I think we just need to be, we need to be open and we need to be uh, aware of the Holy Spirit speaking to us and working with us and talking to us um, and then following the direction that he gives us. Hallelujah. But it all starts with our imagination. And I want to hear some reports to those of you all that begin to apply these principles, what God has in his word, apply his promises to your life. As Christians, this is what we should be doing. Does anybody remember the Bible verse that talks about in Revelation about being lukewarm and about when we're lukewarm, what does he do? He spews us out of his mouth. Because we're not we're not walking in our life as though we are seated in heavenly places. We're walking in our life as though we're attached to this natural realm and we're 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 boxed in by it and we're controlled by it. And that's not what Jesus died for. Jesus didn't die for Christians to live a natural life on this planet. Jesus died for Christians to live a supernatural life on this planet. And I can testify, and I know you can, Ruthie, all these things that we're talking about, we are actually walking in our lives today. We could have a whole episode on miracles and the things that have happened as God has used our voice to bring deliverance to people, to bring healing to Mm -hmm. people, to bring revelation to people. So we're not just sharing information, we're sharing revelation that God has uh, given us to be able to share with you. So our goal is to encourage you on your walk and journey. And I want to tell y'all, this is just the beginning. Ruthie and I oh, have yeah. a lot of things to talk about. We're going to get deeper. So for some of you all, listen to what Ruthie said. Be open. And some stuff you may hear, you may not have heard before, but we're getting deeper in our walk. We're trying to get off the milk, trying to get to the meat. Yes. That's the Bible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, get off the get off the milk and get off the rice cereal <laughs> and the all the other cereals and the little warm toast and time <laughs> serious, serious food. You know, you are gradually getting into into some heavy duty stuff that you can really um, wrap your mouth around and chew. Steak. Like some steak. <laughs> yeah, there you, go. there you go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. He is the God of miracles, is he not? And so we're so yeah. excited that we can share this time. more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. We love y'all. If y'all have any questions, yes. be, be sure to email us at godswell at dodswell.com. God's Wow at GodsWow.org or check us out on Facebook as we continue to spread the message of God. Amen and amen. God bless. Amen. God bless you.